Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we wrap up our Get to Know You with Cam Kaufman, interview broadcast journalist Piper Shaw, review games from this past week, and fill out our March Madness brackets. I'm Andres Tejeda. And I'm Cam Kaufman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode two of Keep the Ball Rolling. Today, we finish introducing our hosts, and when we switch roles, I interview Cam. So, Cam, you're originally from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and you're now here in Minnesota. Tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your time back home and how you found a path here to uh, the University of St. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. So, I am from Cedar Rapids, which is about four hours south of here. Um, my time back home, you know, I, I grew up in Cedar Rapids. I've been there my whole life, and um, as I grew up uh, my whole life, like my, my mom, dad, and brother, we have just been revolved around sports, like in everything that we did. You know, my brother's four years older than me. And so he was kind of like my biggest sports role model. So like, if he was good at whatever sport I was like, or playing whatever sport, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing that. So he was really big into soccer and basketball. And I was like, oh shoot, those are the coolest sports ever. You know, like I, I base my fan base of like teams, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, college teams, NFL teams, whatever it may be. Um, like, uh, whatever, you know, pro professional teams, I based my likes basically off of what he liked. I don't know. So, you know, yeah, a lot of my life is definitely revolved around like sports. We just, we watched them as a family, you know, um, uh, you know, Hawkeyes on the Saturdays and then Packers on Sundays and, um, you know, whatever else in between. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess like what brought me kind of here, I guess would be, um, I had a teacher back in high school that uh, uh, played on like the lacrosse team or something like that there here or like mm-hmm. field hockey or something like that. Um, and she like uh, mentioned St. Thomas and she's like telling us about it one day in class. And I was like, oh, like that kind of sounds like a cool place. So I, I searched it up after that. And, um, you know, when I did that, I was like, oh, wow, like this kind of has some things that I might like. And so I like um, did some more research and stuff. And I, I like looked into their softball team because uh you know, I I love softball, and I was like, maybe I could play that in college. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I should, you know, give it a give it a go. And this is like during my junior year, I guess. Yeah. And then um, I like I reached out to the coach, and um, kind of you know stuff you know kind of changed after that. And I like I came and visited during the summer one time, and I was like, wow, this place is kind of awesome, you know. And so yeah, I guess that was kind of how I found my path here. Is I wanted a school that was like. Um, you know, far enough away from home that I could still go home, but not too close that it was like I was living in my own backyard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I just, I also wanted a school that like had competitive athletics. That was really big for me. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely found that here, you know? Um, So that was really big for me and then a good education. And so my comments kind of had all of those things. That's awesome. And so you talked a little bit about uh, being a student athlete in high school and now you play here uh, for the softball team. And you work in Tommy Media among a whole bunch of other things. Uh, just like, how do you find time for all this? And 
you know, being a student athlete, what are you looking forward to this year for the softball season as it, as it goes on as we believe you've already had a few games? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, your question about how do I find time for everything, you know, that's kind of funny. That's like one of the biggest things on my plate right now is trying to find time for everything because mm. I love being I love being super involved. I always have been, whether it was in high school or like um, anything back home. I was just like, oh, I want to be doing as much as I can all the time. And like, you know, um, sometimes it's really hard to like get that realization. That like, Cam, you can't do everything you want all the time because mm -hmm. sometimes there's too many things. Yeah. But like, honestly, like I have been doing, I've been trying really hard uh, so far this semester, and I feel like. You know, it has everything's been working out really well. Like I get, I've started covering sports for Tommy Media, and that's mm -hmm. like the, the coolest thing ever for me. Yeah. I always freak out whenever I get to go cover basketball or hockey or whatever it may be. Like that's just like the highlight of my whole week. I tell everybody on the softball team, like guys, I get to cover hockey like on Sunday. I'm so excited, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever, whatever sport. Um, yeah, but like I just um, so yeah, trying to find the time though to do all that. You know, it is difficult. I have to like uh, plan my schedule pretty thoroughly and. Honestly, so far, everything has worked out. I know once softball games get started going up, I know, like, uh, we had our first game this past uh, Friday, but, like, you know, they're going to start ramping up, you know, more frequently and stuff. Um, it may get more difficult, you know, to do as many things um, on the sports side of things with Tommy Media, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm going to try and make it work. It's been going pretty well so far, um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I'm assuming you're a very disciplined person. You got to keep a disciplined yeah. lifestyle in order to keep your schedule on track. And I was making time for us here at the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, but looking uh, towards the future, um, St. Thomas obviously big news transferring transitioning into D1 play. Uh, what are you looking forward to as far as sports and you know playing at a higher competition? And even when you're done at St. Thomas, what are your goals moving after graduation? Yeah, yeah. Um... So I guess, what am I looking forward to for next year? I would definitely say like, I, yeah, like I kind of said in the last question, I love to be busy and like do stuff, like do as much stuff as I can. So I think like, um, just kind of like the rigor of D1 will be definitely different than now. But I think that's one thing that like, I feel like I am excited for. I think like, kind of just like, it's like, um, you gotta get after it, you know, I guess if that's how I would like to say that. But mm -hmm. um. Yeah, so I think, like, you know, just being able to, like, go out there and work hard and, like, um, we get more time, like, with our coaches and stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, that'll be really nice um, overall, I think, just to, like, to get better, like, to, you know, see how we progress even more um, mm -hmm. with, like, um, more time with them throughout the entire year rather than, like, D3. We have, like, a, like a long off season. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, yeah, being able to be with them is definitely really exciting. And then, like, just games, of course, you know, yeah. like I'm really excited for this season too. Like we have our first home game yeah. um, this coming Saturday and that is my first collegiate home game because mm -hmm. last year we didn't get any um, mm -hmm. before COVID shut us down. But um, so yes, yeah, my first collegiate home game this Saturday, I'm super excited for it. And then like, yeah, next year though, um, just like being able to travel places too will be really fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have some good competition in, um, in our conference for next year. At, yeah. at B1 so that's going to be crazy I think like yeah the level of competition and like I know a couple girls that play at some of these schools so like seeing like seeing them again would be really cool yeah and then what about after uh after school when you graduate what are what are your plans for after that oh for sure um you know that is one thing that is always kind of in the back of my mind because I have um I have so many possible things that I'm just like oh my gosh I would love to do this or that or that I know like 
Um, I think that I would really like to, you know, after joining Tommy Media, it has kind of helped me realize like that I should be a journalism major. So actually last week I declared journalism. Awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And so like, um, I think that, you know, something like within um, the sports realm would be awesome. I know that's really like, it's difficult to get into and competitive and stuff, but um, I really think that that would, that's kind of something that like has always kind of called my name. Uh, kind of like I said in the first question that you asked me, um, just like that my life has always kind of revolved around sports within my family and stuff. And I never really realized until I got to college, like um, later in my freshman year that I was like, what if I, what if I actually did something with sports in mm-hmm. my life? Like, I didn't, I never really, that never really occurred to me that I could do that. I always thought I was going to be a lawyer before I came here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's still on the table. Um, otherwise, though, you know, I'm an English major as well. And so, like, I really like the idea of, like, editing and publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. And there's so many things I could do with, I don't know, everything. I just have so many possible yeah. things. But, yeah, as of right now, I would really love to go into um, sports broadcasting, though. That's, or just, yeah, media stuff in general. Yeah, that's really awesome. Well, uh, thank you for, for sharing, and I, I can't wait to continue running this podcast with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking questions. Yeah. And thank you to Keep the Ball Rolling sponsor, Devani's Pizza and Hot Hoagies. Visit their Twin Cities original locations for legendary pizza and hot hoagies. For more information, visit Devani's.com. In the next segment, broadcast journalist Piper Shaw joins us to talk about her experience in the sports industry. Hey Piper, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So you're a sideline reporter for Fox Sports Wisconsin and I would say a pretty successful influencer on TikTok with nearly 140,000 followers. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how you're working in reporting and and especially as as a woman working in a very, you know, male-dominated industry. Are you asking what it's like to be a woman working in a a male-dominated industry? well, there, that, that's a loaded question. There's a lot of ways that I could answer that. I mean, I'm proud to be a woman and working in a male-dominated in- industry and um, trying to, you know, support other women who are also aspiring to work in sports in many capacities and in general trying to um, support women's sports beyond just people who want to be broadcasters in women's sports and. Um, I try to be an advocate for women's athletics and, um, and I've done a little bit of that on TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. Um, like you mentioned with, with some of my videos, but, um, there are many barriers certainly and a lot of stereotypes that are really frustrating with working in media as a woman and specifically in sports media. But, um, in general, if you're there for the right reasons, you know, you hope things will work out and that things will change over time. Mm -hmm. And so what are some things that have surprised you? Um, about the industry that you would have never guessed that would happen as uh, as you went through? I don't know if there's a lot that has surprised me because when I was in college, a lot of people had um, told us in our college broadcasting program that like this was a very competitive business. And if you were not very serious about it, whether you were trying to do news or sports or weather or whatever, it might be radio or um, really anything that like, it was going to be very challenging if you weren't willing to really put yourself out there, um, regardless of what you were doing and being willing to 
um, work really long hours or weird schedules for questionable pay and things like that. So I think those are the things that surprise a lot of people. I think it seems maybe very glamorous until you realize that like it's not. And, you know, um, for me, I cover hockey. So I'm wearing like three layers of Under Armour in a rink, half sweating, <laughs> but like half freezing. I mean, yeah. so I, I don't know if I would say that surprised me, but I think that's something that surprises um, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Um, so we were talking about uh, how you use TikTok. Uh, you touched a little bit about it in your previous question, how you use TikTok to build your brand. Uh, you talk about you making music, uh, mental health, and raising awareness on that. And you even share a little bit of the secrets behind the broadcast industry. And so talk a little bit about the pros and cons of social media in, in your own personal life and in you know the work in, in you know, the broadcast industry. There's a lot of pros and cons to using social media, regardless of who you are or what you do, because you really can build a brand for whatever it is that you do using social media. You know, you could have your own small business or um, whatever it might be. But as a broadcaster, it's almost been become becomes like a an expectation of the job at this point that you have a presence on social media. And I've been told by like agents in the past that they always tell their clients to have two um, social media platforms that like you are an expert at or that you focus on because for a lot of people. Um, you know, you you just simply can't do all of them, especially as we keep getting more and more, you know, you've got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Snapchat, when there's so many, um, it's been recommended to focus on two. And I never really um, necessarily intended to focus on TikTok or like, <laughs> yeah. I was never trying to like blow up on TikTok when I made my original video that um, went that did very well. It Mm -hmm. went kind of viral. I didn't think anybody would see it. I mean, I had Mm -hmm. like six followers, like my (laughs) friends. I, I didn't, I barely even knew how to use the app. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really, um, resonated with a lot of people and I've been able to use it to, um, like you said, uh, display other parts of my life. And, Mm -hmm. um, another thing about using social media too, is that it's challenging to figure out the fine line of, walking um, or sharing rather, the walking the fine line of sh- what you want to share and what you don't want to share. Because mm-hmm. as broadcasters, you know, we're kind of pers- public personalities in a sense, but we're also people and it's not yeah. like we're Ariana Grande. So it's <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, it's like you still want to be professional, but also having a personality is important. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of a, a loaded answer because there's so much to it but yeah i think i think one of the biggest things is just to focus on two that you're good at Mm -hmm. and be authentic and figure out what you're comfortable with and what you feel good about posting yeah and um you know finding you on tiktok the the video i I remember you were sharing a very personal side of your life uh, with so many people who resonated with it and then using that i mean i ended up finding more of your videos on the broadcast side and getting to know you a little bit more as a person and um i think um, you and uh, Aaliyah Funchell using that um, that other, what was it, a, a Zoom interview that we all did together where there was like hundreds of kids who wanted to get into the sports industry. I think, you know, that's been very successful for you and I, I wish you nothing but success as you continue. Um, but talking more about your career, what is your ultimate goal um, as a broadcast journalist? Is this the field that you want to stay in, that you want to write out? Or is there a specific position or goal that you're looking for? 
You know, that's a great question and one that I get asked often mm -hmm. as a broadcaster. Um, I don't know that I have necessarily like a end game goal that I want to like retire in as mm -hmm. my job. I don't have that kind of an idea, but my um, goal in the maybe not immediate future, but hopefully in like the next five years, kind of a future is I'd really like to work for an NHL team. Mm -hmm. um, hockey's kind of my main focus and I've been in contact with um, a handful of teams. So um, that's mostly what I am focused on right now. And I also, I mean, I work as a broadcast sideline reporter for Wisconsin hockey for Fox sports, Wisconsin, but I also really like to create like digital content. I know mm -hmm. how to shoot. I know how to edit. I was a news reporter before I worked um, here. I was a TV news reporter. So, and I like to do those things and I like to be creative and I like to tell stories and create content beyond just sitting and watching games and, and commentating games. Mm -hmm. That's not really like why I initially like got into it. So in my perfect world, I'd love to work for a hockey team or, um, you know, maybe just like NHL network or mm -hmm. NHL online or something like that. Um, something that is hockey based or even a, an AHL team um, and create digital content for them that I'm hosting and that I'm reporting and doing interviews and things like that. Um, and then I'd also love to be able to sideline broadcasts as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's just like in like a perfect world. There's not yeah. a lot of jobs <laughs> where you do that. Or if you do, it's because you kind of like finagled your way in there and they mm -hmm. found like a combination for you. So ideally that's um what i would like to do in the near future but mm -hmm. i mean i have so many i'm such a like <laughs> aggressively <laughs> ambitious person and i always say that that like i have so many just big thoughts and big dreams i'm like well i could do that but yeah um you know it's baby steps baby steps <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think that's that's definitely the uh mentality that I think journalists should have, you know, that's that's how you get your opportunities. You, you strike at something that you might not be comfortable with or something that you might not know, but you give your best effort and you move on. And I know um, you are looking at other opportunities as well. I know we talked a little bit about um, you possibly even moving to a different type of sport a little bit. Um, how do you prepare for, for areas like that? Well, I have covered a lot of sports. I think I've covered mm. like seven or eight sports i can't remember exactly but and i've also done broadcasts for tons of different at, at different levels and for different networks or companies so I've, I've done a lot um in terms of prepping for different kinds of sports or different kinds of events i mean it all comes down to just prepping that's really what it is i mean doing your research knowing the teams that you're covering knowing the games that uh, the, or the, the sport that you are covering, knowing what's happening in the conference. And um, it's a lot easier, like, you know, I mean, I still won't prep for at least eight hours for every hockey game that I cover, but um, even though I follow that team, but it's really easy when you follow the team because like, you know exactly what happened last weekend and you were there and you mm -hmm. talked to them versus when you have to walk on to a team that um, you've never, you don't know the coaches, you don't know who the captain is without looking it up. You, they don't know who you are. So it's like on game day, you get there and you're like, hi, I'm Piper. I'm going to be your sideline reporter um, 30 minutes from now. Tell me everything you can. If you, and and then that also varies because, you know, it depends on the team in the, in the league and uh, you, you might get uh, like conference calls earlier in the week. Totally depends. But I've definitely mm -hmm. had that happen before where I literally am just like, 
hi coach, like I'm Piper. I need to do a hit in five minutes. Tell me what you want us to talk about or, uh, you know, keys the game or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just being smart with your time, smart with your questions, doing the work, doing the research. And I also think that that applies to like almost any kind of job and anything that you do. If you want to be mm-hmm. successful, you've got to know what you're getting yourself into and being ready for it as much as you possibly can. So that yeah. would be my advice. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom with us and uh, for taking the time to, to get on our show. Yeah, thank you Absolutely. so much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. You seem like you have a really busy schedule, so uh, <laughs> you taking you know twenty minutes to come talk to us. We really appreciate that. And you have like the dream job that I want, so <laughs> I love hearing that. That was very cool. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You can follow Piper Shaw on all her social media at PIP underscore Shaw and on Twitter at Piper Shaw TV. Yeah, that was super cool having her come talk to us. She mm-hmm. literally sounded so interesting, so I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in our next segment, we recap this past week in Tommy Sports. Lots of firsts and a lot of lasts this past week, huh, Andres? Yes, definitely. Sunday, March 14th versus St. Mary's, uh, the women's hockey team ended their uh, last home game as a D3 team. So that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was there taking some photos for Tommy Media, and uh, we learned that it was um, actually a seniorless game. Yes. Yeah. The seniors decided to forego the end of the season um, due to COVID and, you know, just like the amount of um, times they had to quarantine. Their coach told us after the game, like four or five times some of them had to quarantine this year. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a, a fun, it was a very one fun game yeah. uh i also know it was anna erickson's birthday that day and she scored her own uh, her own goal of the, yeah. uh, i think she scored two goals actually um but yeah it was a great game between them wait great way to end the season honestly uh, and we're, we're gonna be excited to see them play d1 hockey next year yeah absolutely they bounced back from that tough uh saturday night loss at bethel and to yeah um you know zero zero after the first period and then um, yeah, Anna Erickson scored the goal in uh, the second, and then as did uh, Grace Webert. So both of them uh, scored in the second, and then Fiona Clarity added that la- that late empty net goal yeah. to seal, kind of seal the deal in the third. You know, it was really uh, offensively dominated too by uh, the Tommies. I thought, like, yes. it, yeah, taking taking the photos for it, um, I was definitely down on one side of the one side of the ice yes. for a lot longer <laughs> than the other. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, St. Thomas closes out its season on Tuesday night with a rematch, actually, against St. Mary's on the road this time. So, last D3 game ever. Hopefully we can get another win on that one. Absolutely, I agree. On the men's side, uh, the Tommies won their last games of the season against the Bethel Royals and St. Mary Cardinals. Tommies ended their season with a 5-1 victory on the road in Blaine, Minnesota. I was fortunate enough to go and cover that game. Uh, junior goalie Jacob Berger stopped 32 of 33 shots. Wow. Uh, and five different times he scored against the Royals. And as mentioned, five to one. So each goal scored by a different Tommy. Okay. Uh, the Tommies also won on Tuesday night in their last home game, 4-3 to three in overtime against St. Mary's with Andrew Kangas scoring with 36 seconds left in sudden death overtime. And so those overtime games are always so much fun, especially when you know your, your Tommies score on top. Yeah. Um, the Tommies have currently had 15 different scores in their last eight games, and they play St. John's University on March 16th for their last game in the Mayak. So uh, a lot of fun uh, 
fun experiences for the for the boys and for the for the women in the uh, hockey side. Uh, Phil Fromberger, uh, first goal of the season was late in the period and broke a one-one tie. And Luke Redetic scored early. Uh, both of those games in the uh, Bethel game was a very heavy fought game. Seven penalties on each side. Wow. Uh, the boys were not playing around. <laughs> they uh, they were out for, for really just a physical game, and uh, I think that was just shown in how the game ended. Um, and just, you know, it was just a, a very fun game to watch. It was Tommy Hockey, and that's the best part of it. So I can't wait to see what they do uh, in Division One with, you know, higher quality uh, competition. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for next year. It's going to be really fun. Uh, next, we have uh, baseball. So, uh, last Thursday was uh, the season opener for baseball. Uh, they they split, mm-hmm. and um, senior right-hander Andrew Tree threw a one-hitter in their season opener. So that's yes. pretty awesome. Um, they played Northwestern St. Paul, by the way, and uh, Andrew had um, his career high 15 strikeouts on the day. So that's a really good way to start the season, you yeah. know, for him. Yeah, I remember last year Andrew Tree pitched in the final game before COVID when they played at US yeah. Bank, and he had a phenomenal game there as well. So uh, I'm positive the man spent plenty of time in the offseason working on his pitches, and you know, 15 strikeouts in a day—that's that's incredible. Very, very, very well performance there. That's insane. But yeah, so the boys took down the Eagles 3-0 in the first game, and then unfortunately uh, Northwestern St. Paul returned the favor with their own 3-0 win in a two-hitter against wow. St. Thomas. Yeah, incredible. I mean, two great teams. But baseball is going to be baseball, and I, I I love baseball. So even just talking about it, excited to see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know. We'll have to get you at some games this season. Yes. <laughs> uh, the baseball team is scheduled to play uh, St. Scholastica on Thursday the 18th in a noon doubleheader at U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, that's going to be so much fun playing at the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. That Yeah, that always sounds like such a cool experience, you know, being able to go – Play where the Vikings play. That's insane. Uh, In softball, they had their first game. You guys had your first game this past Friday. Absolutely. Uh, First game in over a year, 369 days to be exact. And uh, the Tommies faced nationally ranked 13 seed St. Olaf in a doubleheader on Friday in the opening game of the 2021 season, splitting both games, winning their first game 7-2 and losing the second game 6-8. Senior starting pitcher Kirsten Anderson-Glass pitched a complete game only allowing seven hits and two runs in the first game, and then collecting her 57th career win. That's incredible. 57 wins (laughs) as a pitcher and making it a complete game. That's, congrats, Kirsten. Great, great job. (laughs) Uh, Sam Burling hit a two-run home run to put the Tommies ahead, 7-1 in the sixth inning, and they'll play their first home game on South Campus Saturday, March 20th, And so uh, in our final segment, we're going to be talking about the uh, 2021 NCAA March Madness Bracket Tournament. I have Gonzaga and Michigan on okay. that side of the Final Four. And I also have uh, Ohio State and Illinois. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, there we yeah. go. Um, and then the championship game, I got Gonzaga and Illinois. Yep. Uh, who do you have? I have the same. Okay, and who do you have winning? <sighs> you know... <laughs> I have Gonzaga, but I just, I don't know. I I don't know. I have them winning it, though. All right. Well, I, I have Illinois winning it. So, I mean. They're a force to be reckoned they with They really right now, are. I was, you know, 
Kind of. <laughs> being from Illinois, and I mean, even just being yeah. from Chicago, we don't really talk about Illinois basketball just because they just haven't been that good. So, like, out of nowhere this year, they just came out and just, oh, it was incredible to, to watch them. Um, so that that's my official pick for the men's side, but I think my fan side, I got to go with my Loyola Chicago Ramblers. Oh, of course. Uh, I'm hoping that Sister Jean can get some uh, – some some prayers going yeah, some <laughs> and uh, send the Ramblers back to their second Final Four in four years. Yeah, I loved I loved uh, watching or like that year when they were doing really well. I loved like hearing all the Sister Jean talk. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember following that so hard. I was like, she is so cool. I, I'm gonna have to show you after the podcast a picture that I have with her. She's one of the nicest wow. ladies in the world. You met her. I, well, I went to Loyola for of a few course. years and. She came and visited our our our, uh, our dorm and wow. actually our seminary, and I got to meet her, talk with her, go to mass with her. It was really great. So I'll have to show you that sometime. That's amazing. I would literally love to see that. Yeah, that super cool. And so then on the women's side, who yeah. who do you have going all the way? You know, um, give me just a second here. Yeah. I I always you know this is a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody always thinks that UConn is so good and that they're going <laughs> to win it every year. Well, then that, I'd be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you look at it, like mm-hmm. they don't win it as often as they like could and maybe should mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, they get to like the final four and then they just or like, you know, even the championship game and then they don't pull through sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um so honestly, you know, I've been hearing a lot about um I don't know, maybe like NC State or like I know I'm I don't I don't know as much I guess about women's this year as I mm-hmm. usually have in the past, um, just having been so busy um, with school and stuff. But I'm not gonna say UConn. That mm. is that is what I'm gonna go with for now. All right. Well, I have UConn going all the way, and I have them facing um, South Carolina in the championship. That's okay. who I, That's gonna be my uh, my pick for the, the prediction for the championship. Yeah. Um, South not, Carolina is always good. Yeah, I'm not gonna put my, I'm not putting any money out there. I, I should not be gambling, but um, yeah, I think that that's gonna be my my pick. But it's nice to see a few Midwestern states in here. We got Northwestern from Illinois. We got Marquette from uh, from Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, your hometown Iowa, the Hawkeyes. A um, lot of great great teams in the uh, women's uh, half of the Final Four in March Madness bracket. Yeah, you know, speaking of Iowa, um, they have a really good freshman out there this year that might you know might be like kind of somebody who you know takes them further in the tournament. I could totally see that. Right now they are uh, the number five seed, but you know, um, you know, Caitlin Clark could really do some damage out there. I feel like. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch some of those games, some some of those highlight games. Uh, personally, myself, at least on the men's side, I'm hoping for a Illinois Loyola matchup there. Yeah. And uh, you know, I definitely, I whenever I do watch college women's basketball, I'm always watching UConn. I just think they have a, an incredible program out there. Yeah. Um, to be successful as they have, I mean, they went how many how many games without losing a game? I can't remember off the top of my head, but a few years crazy. ago they went over. I know it was over a couple hundred games. Um, but yeah, it, incredible program, and so I, I'm going to bank on them this year. We're going to see what happens. You know, you know, speaking of UConn, I just found out today uh, that their head coach, Gino Ariema, tested positive for COVID, so he'll oh, be no. out like uh, at least for the first game um, against Utah Valley coming up here. So well, that's pretty crazy. You well, know? We're going to have to see how uh, UConn 
handles that and yeah. pulls through. You know how they bounce back. You know they do have Paige Beckers though, so she might she might you know help them out a little bit there. For she's sure. Pretty good this year. So and she's actually from Minnesota. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I have to do a little bit more research on the state of Minnesota and their sports. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Us not being from here, it's a little yeah. bit hard sometimes to know everything. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for uh, listening to our podcast. I'm Andres Tejada. And I'm Cam Kaufman. And we'll see you next time on Keep the Ball Rolling.